0: Psalm 133 says, Behold, how good and pleasant it is when brothers dwell in unity! Exclamation point. It is like the precious oil on the head, running down on the beard, on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It is like the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. This is such a powerful psalm. I've been in church my entire life. I've been active in the ministry in various capacities for the last 18 years. And the congregations where I've experienced a profound sense of the blessing of God are ones where they understand this. They understand the crucial role that love, humility, submission, and unity play in the health of a family of followers of Jesus. I've also been in congregations that don't get this. And I've been under pastors and leaders that don't get this. And I don't think I need to tell you. It's awful. And eventually you end up running for the hills. I love the end of that psalm. He says, For there God commands the blessing. It's as if the blessing has no choice, it has to go where there is unity, that God's blessing has to be where there is unity. Now, if that's true, then we must ask, why is the sense of unity so hard to find, especially in Jesus' church? Why do churches split, fracture, and sometimes die? It's a great question, and James is going to give us a chilling answer to that question today. He's also going to give us some practical things that we can do to make sure that we don't end up in a disastrous situation. So if you have a Bible, let's go to James chapter four. We're in chapter four of James officially. Congratulations, we should eat cake or do something. James four, verse one says, what causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? But who are you to judge your neighbor? This is the word of our Lord. In verse one, James asks, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? Here is James's answer to fights and divisions in the church. The cause is inside of us. The passions of our former nature some call it the flesh. Uh, listed are several sins that break the Ten Commandments. And then we see a picture of someone praying, but they're praying wrongly. They're asking, but God's saying no because they're praying wrongly. They're asking from a wrong place, uh, from a wrong motive. And so what a challenge that is to us. It's possible to pray and ask. And sometimes when God says no to us, it's because we're praying and we're asking from the wrong place. Prayer is not getting God to do what we want. Primarily, prayer is how God gets us to do what He wants, right? Your kingdom come, your will be done. Prayer should be an avenue in which God aligns us to Him or we align ourselves to God. Prayer is, uh, of many things, first, attunement and alignment, if you jump to verse six, we see a phrase that is so crucial to the scriptures. God opposes the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. Now, if the Bible were a sponge and you were to like get a bucket and then wring the Bible like a sponge over the bucket, um, there's a couple of things that would come out because they are um, in there for, consistently from beginning to ending. But one of those things is this verse. That God opposes the proud. From the very beginning to the very end, we see God coming against pride in his people and helping those who are humble, those who have humbled themselves. That is one of the key themes, um, aside from the gospel message in the scriptures. God opposes pride and arrogance, and he helps the humble. Almost any story, especially in the Old Testament, can be summarized with this lesson. Then in true James form, we get some practical pointed advice. Uh, Verse seven, submit. That's the first thing. Submit yourself to God. Uh, Submission is not being a doormat. And submission is not just going with the flow all all the time. Uh, Submission requires surrender. uh, But it also requires for you to know who you are in Christ and be confident. Uh, When I don't submit or won't submit, whether that's to God or even other people, it's usually because I'm insecure and afraid or proud or all the above. Uh, The challenge here is the Bible speaks of the centurion many times. And uh, did you know that 100% of the time when centurions are mentioned, the Bible says they are great? There's no other type of person mentioned in the scriptures that is classified as great 100% of the time. I have a hunch why. It's because in all of those examples, centurions mention authority. They understand authority. They understand chain of command. They know the crucial role that healthy submission um, plays in their life. So, as Christians, we need to understand submission. Uh, in the first place that we submit is to God. Uh, the next is uh, to resist the devil, and he will flee. Resist. Uh, guess what? And I hate to to, to be the person that brings this to you. Life's hard. Life isn't a cakewalk. You have an enemy. And at some point in your life, you will have to toughen up. You'll have to grow some grit You'll have to learn how to fight spiritually. We are in a war, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities that we can't see. If you don't understand that in this life with God, you will need to toughen up and grow some grit. If you think it's a cakewalk, if you think God exists just to bless you, make your life easier, you will be toast. Resist the devil. Verse eight, Third thing, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. I love this promise. Um, Wherever I feel far from God many times, it's because I've stopped drawing near to him. I've kind of gone on cruise control. The thing about God that I love is he's a gentleman. Uh, He doesn't uh, force his way into our lives. We must ask. We must seek. We must knock. He does pursue us, but I think you get the point that we also must show some intentionality and some eagerness. Uh, We don't earn the love of God. But life with God, as any relationship proves, requires effort by both parties. And so the question is, well, then how do we draw near to God? There's a lot of ways you draw near to God, but the first, um, the first thing you can do to draw near to God, James gives us here. and He says, confess your sins. Confessing your sins is a great start in drawing near to God. In fact, it's one of the reasons why we have a time of confession in our worship service almost every time, is because if you try to draw near to God without first dealing with your sin, you're going to have issues. He says, Cleanse your hands, purify your hearts. James says, Be wretched and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Is James against the joy of the Lord? No, I don't think that's what he's saying. I think what he's saying is stop laughing at your sin and take it serious. And you know, we live in a culture that laughs at sin, that takes serious that takes sin uh, to be a joke. Uh, we don't think sin is that serious. And James is saying, no, 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 you need to um, take your sin seriously. Stop laughing. Stop rejoicing over your sin. Humble yourself. In verse ten, that's the next part. Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will exalt you. Fun fact, the Bible never says be humble. It says humble yourself. The point there is we don't like walk around trying to be humble. We have to actively humble ourselves. We have to actively choose the lesser spot. Finally, in verse 11, he says, Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. Uh, You know, it's possible to murder someone with your tongue. That's what James is talking about. Be careful what you think about your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Also, be careful what you say to and about other brothers and sisters in Christ. Speak the truth in love, but do it in love and do it to them, not behind their back. Uh, Frankly, I love our church. We've had a fairly peaceful run over the last eight years. I'm super grateful for that. I'm not aware of any wars or fights or quarrels within our body. Um, Maybe they're present and you do a good job of hiding them from me. I don't know. I I pray that that's not the case. But um, regardless, this is a great reminder for all of us, starting with me, that if we want to continue to receive God's blessing and receive more of his blessing, um, our family, our faith family, should be a place of peace, of health, and unity. Not uniformity, but unity in Christ. And that will only come and be maintained through, here it is, submission to God, And I'd add in there, mutually submitting to one another, me submitting to you, you submitting to me, us submitting to one another, no one being better than anyone else, but always submitting to one another, resisting the devil, drawing near to God and being serious and passionate about seeking him, being quick to confess our sins and mourning over them, to always choose the way of meekness and humility instead of arrogance and pride, And finally, to use our words, to bless and give life to one another instead of using our words as weapons against one another. May this be so among us, Uh, not so that we would have a fun church, but so that God would be glorified in our city. After all, Jesus said, the world will know that we belong to him, not because of a sign or a building, or a sermon, or a vision statement, or some grand plan to grow the church, the world will know that we belong to Jesus because of our love for one another. God, we want this to be true of us. We think that it is, we hope that it is, we want more. I thank you over the last eight years, you have been cultivating the soil of our heart and the soil of our congregation and the soil of Midtown San Antonio to be a place of green pastures. And once again, Lord, we pray for you to cultivate the ground, cultivate the culture, cultivate this place to be a place of peace, to be a place of blessing, blessing, Um, to not be a place where there's wars and quarrels and politics and fights and division. We thank you for that scripture in Ephesians um, that says to um, maintain the unity of the Holy Spirit. And we just... We just confess, Lord, that there's nothing we can do to create unity. Uh, It is the unity of you, of the Holy Spirit. It is your unity that you author and own. And we, Lord, hear your admonition to us to simply maintain it, to not mess with it, to not break it, to value it. Would I ask that where there is maybe apathy towards drawing near to you, that you would stir the hearts of your people for more of you. Uh, Where the the enemy is overtaking people, God, I pray that you would um, put an inner strength inside of them, a courage and a grit to take hold the armor of God, to stand firm, to fight back, to resist the devil in the name of Jesus by the blood of Jesus. Lord, where arrogance um, persists even subtly, God, I pray you would um, bring in ample doses of humility and meekness within us. Lord, where there is uh, talking bad about people um, behind their backs, Lord, I pray you would do away with that and that you would put inside of us a deep love for one another, that you would make us peacemakers instead of peacebreakers. God, we want our church to be a beacon of light, a city on a hill, a missionary outpost in the center of San Antonio so that your name would be glorified, so that more people would come to know you and so that people who already know you would be uh, matured and built up in their faith to go out and be on mission with you where you called them. Help us, God. I can't do this. We can't do this. We need your Holy Spirit to come and do this great work in us. We love you. We thank you for your church, for buying your church with your blood, warts and blemishes and all. And we thank you, Jesus, that you love your church and you love us. Help us to recognize that. Help us to love one another as you have loved us. It's in the name of the Father, Son, and Spirit we pray. Amen. Let's pray as our Lord taught us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us of our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen.